Beautiful. That's what comes to mind when we think about our human design and we're progressively exposed to the perfection of God's original design. Our lives begin to reflect that beauty. Your life is His design, and His design is beautiful. Thank you for engaging with us as we are about to be further exposed to the beauty of His design as we look into the world to see Jesus. Mark chapter number 9 from verse 22 to 24. All right, let's read together one to go. And oft times it had cast him into the fire and into the waters to destroy him. But if thou canst do anything, have compassion on us and help us. Jesus said unto him, if thou canst believe, all things are possible to him that believe it. And straightway the father of the child cried out and said with tears, Lord, I believe. Help my unbelief. Precious Holy Spirit, thank you for your presence. We honor you this morning and we seek to receive your word. Lord, we bind every external force that will try to hinder the word. And we decree so mightily grows the word of God and prevails. It prevails over doubt. It prevails over negativity. It prevails over anxiety. It prevails over panics. In Jesus' holy name we declare. Amen. You may be seated. Can you give the Lord a shout of praise? Glory to God. Hallelujah. All right. So this morning, we're going to be bringing the nitty gritty series to a close. Can you give the Lord a shout? Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. We're going to be bringing it to a close, and I trust that you would be so blessed this morning. Amen. We are a shouting church, amen? So I hope you've not left your shout at home. <laughs> Let's give the Lord a shout of praise. Glory to God. Wow. Something is about to happen to you today. Something is about to happen to you today. Can you say amen to that? God has put words in my heart for you. Glory to God. God has put words in my heart for you. Thank you, dear Lord Jesus. So let's give the definition of big crazy dreams. Because last week... I only laid a foundation this week. Let me sort of give you something to work with. I'll give you something to work with. And then we would, I would teach. And the power of God is going to fall heavily upon you. I didn't hear an amen. amen. So you know how we do it. We participate. Amen. amen. We take part. Amen. 
And make sure you're, you're taking notes. Like I've said, um, a short pen is better than a long memory. Otherwise, it would look like you're, you're here for me to entertain you. And I'm not entertaining you. I'm teaching you God's word. Praise God. Big crazy dreams are impressions of the spirit in your heart for the purpose of advancing God's kingdom on the earth and improving the living conditions of mankind in the earth. Don't worry, I'll say it again. <laughs> Big crazy dreams are impressions of the spirit in your heart for the purpose of advancing God's kingdom in the earth and improving the living condition of mankind in the earth. I want to say it for the last time, and there's a lot of realities packed in this definition. Big, crazy dreams are, number one, impressions of the Spirit in your heart for the purpose of advancing the kingdom of God in the earth and improving the living condition of mankind in the earth. So, I know that a lot of people, a lot of believers are very self-centered and selfish when it comes to the use of faith. Many times we want to use our faith for things that pertains to us alone. And God doesn't want you to be that kind of person. No individual, no nation, no business that is self-centered actually prospers. You don't make clothes that you like alone, do you? You go into the market, you find out what people like. Then you design according to what you have found. True or false? Nobody makes things because they like them. You make because people like them. If you're going to be relevant. Now, let's, I don't want to do, this is not a business meeting. All right? So when it comes to using your faith, you have to train yourself not to make your faith about you alone and things that pertain to you alone. Now, I did not say that you shouldn't use your faith for yourself. I didn't say that you shouldn't put your faith to work for things that concern you. What I am saying is that you cannot be the only focus. In fact, you should be secondary. The advancement of the kingdom of God should be number one. Improving the conditions of mankind should be number two. Because therein, what you are saying is that I know that in Christ Jesus, God has already taken care of me. Glory, hallelujah. So, we are... We are going to have such a remarkable time. So let's look at that. It says, big crazy dreams are impressions of the spirit. I want you to take note of that. Impressions of the spirit in your heart 
for the purpose of advancing God's kingdom in the earth and improving the living conditions of mankind on earth. Wherever mankind is found, amen, amen. the power of God is so strong. Yes, Glory, hallelujah. Glory Say, I have the power of God. I am full of God's power. I want you to say it out loud. Say it out loud. I have the power of God. And I am full of God's power. Something good is going to happen to you today. Hallelujah. So how many of you are ready to dream crazy, big crazy dreams? Now let's start with the fact that it is called, and I'm, I'm going to go into my text in a bit. It is called impressions of the spirit. You know, I have never seen... Um, a more confused people about how to hear God and what it takes to hear God like I have seen in, a, in recent times. Many believers without an education in these matters will find it difficult to know that you already have what it takes to be clear about God's leading for your life. I want to say that again. You already have what it takes to be clear about where God is leading you in life. Say this with me. Say, I'm not confused. I'm not confused. You see, this education is so important. And you've got to believe this with all your heart. Because the absence of this truth is going to make you struggle with the most basic thing, hearing God. You know how many people struggle with being able to hear God? And this morning, I'm probably going to rattle your thinking. So in the old covenant, a man named, um, what's his name now? There is, there is Adam, there is um, the other guy, Cain, and then there is what? Abel. So a man named Cain had been cursed by God. God had, God had spoken to him and said a fugitive and a vagabond, not cursed by God, but God had said, because of what you've done, a fugitive and a vagabond would you be in the earth? All right, and had cast him out, right? Now, hear, hear this, hear this. Now, this man, who, is, who doesn't have a covenant with God, is able to hear God and speak to him like he's talking to a friend. No covenant, no blood. He's talking to God. Ah, God, those who find me will kill me. And God said, no, they will not kill me. <laughs> They're talking. Fast forward. Ahimelech takes somebody's wife for the purpose of doing bad things. And then when he carries the lady, he's hearing God. And then he responds, that, ah, it was not my intention. They told me she's my sister. And God says, you better not do anything with her. They are talking. No covenant. And the, listen, this king is not blood-bought. He's not full of the Holy Ghost. Hey, yeah. We need to begin to cross-check certain things that we have believed for a while. He doesn't have the spirit of God. Listen, he doesn't do shurimamaka, kuku. You understand what I'm saying? He's a heathen king, meaning he's not in covenant with God. He doesn't even know your God. But he has the capacity to hear God and be instructed by God. So God told him, don't touch her. And then, you know, he said, no, I won't. And then he says, if you try, all right, these are the consequences. And he heard, and he called Abraham and said, come, come, come. You want to put me in trouble? Take your wife and go. 
And they even gave him goods. He heard God. Hello? I hear what I'm saying? Okay, let's go to Balaam and Balak. <laughs> These two people, one of them was able to hear God so clearly, all right, that even when he was trying to now, you know, um, go against what God had said, follow me, you'll be blessed. Even as he was trying to do that, a donkey had to speak. And he heard the donkey. And he was clear about what the donkey said. He knew that God's will was not to curse Israel. He knew. Now you, who is full of the Holy Ghost, who is blood-bought, who, has, who have come into the result of a covenant with God, because you're not in covenant with God. And I've said this several times. You are not in covenant with God. You are the result of a covenant that God has with his son. So you now, who has the Holy Ghost, who is born again, full of the Holy Ghost, Something tells you that you can't be sure when God is speaking to you. The devil is a liar. Jesus is the Messiah. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Are you getting what I'm saying? Heathen people could hear God clearly. How much more you? There's a much more in Christ Jesus. Do you understand what I'm saying? So many times, maybe the problem is what we call hearing from God. I guess what I'm saying? Because that is usually the challenge. What do you call hearing from God? Okay? What many people call hearing from God is that they have a big headache when they get up in the morning. And then God wants to speak to you. And he bangs your head. And he shouts. But you don't know the hearing of God's voice like impressions of the Spirit. Good seemings. It seemed, you know, you know, in scripture, the apostle said, it seems good to us and to you. It seems so. Impressions of the spirit in your heart is how God speaks to you. Stop waiting for big bang theory. Stop, stop waiting for thunderings. I mean, you know, you hear, then, then you, you say, stand still, Jenny. For I am the Lord, I'm about to... You know, many people's God talks in King James, Old Testament, thou shalt do, you know, and then, you know, you standest thou before me without smiling, and then you too, you, you understand? That's the impression people have. But they don't have an impression of God speaking to them like talking to you in the English you know. Say this, I have the impressions of the Spirit. You're going to talk with me this morning. Say, I have the impressions of the Spirit. Do you know why you have the impressions of the Spirit? You are born again. You are full of the Holy Ghost. When you got born again, the installation was given. I don't know how many of you have read that thing this week. God put it in my heart. The genetic nature of discernment. Hmm? is gene to you to be able to hear God. And what I'm saying this morning. Is helping many of you. Because some of you are at places where you need to make decisions quick. You better believe that you have the ability to hear God. Ah, hearing from God is for people like Apostle Joshua Selman. You know, when there's Apostle in front of your name, then, then you can hear God. But who am I? The genetic nature of discernment. It is already gene to you. I don't know how many of you I don't know how many of you have to teach a child what it means to take food. 
Okay, you give birth to a child today. How did they know that the breast is supposed to feed them? How did they know? How did they know? And, a, you know, if you ask medical doctors, the, the brain is still forming, right? How did they know? You see, the reason why they know is because it's gene to them. You don't teach gene. You act out gene. Discernment is gene to you in Christ Jesus. That's why the Bible says very clearly, and I'm teaching now, I want you to listen. The Bible says, you being born again, not of corruptible seed. So when you cannot hear from God, that is corruptible seed. You are not born again with corruptible seed. Do you know what that means? Your discernment is secure. It is incorruptible. You're too afraid that maybe you miss God. That's why you think that you will miss him. It is incorruptible seed. It says by the living God. That's how you were born again. So it is gene to you to discern. Say this with me. I have the impressions of the spirit. I have the impressions of the Say it again. Say I have the impressions of the spirit. One more time. Say I have the impressions of the spirit. So these are impressions of the spirit in your heart. For the purpose of advancing the kingdom. You have an impression. Ah, this is good stuff. Soon take you to scripture, don't worry. So you have an impression. And next year I'm going to give 10 million to the gospel. Whew. The Holy Ghost is an influence. The Holy Ghost doesn't need permission from your bank account to influence your spirit. You are the one who is taking permission from your experiences. All right? You're the one. Before... You know, how many of you have ever thought something and then you catch yourself and say, who dash monkey banana? From where to where? Then you now say, how now? Me. When you're putting together the list of things that you are unable to do, please leave God out. So, you see, the reason why the Holy Spirit cannot impress on certain people's hearts is because of where they have been. I've never seen t- two million. You say we should give ten. How? And let's let's do it within six months. And I'm prophesying in the name of Jesus. Let that be somebody's story. Amen. Who is hearing me in this service today? That before mid 2024, you would have given your first ten million. Amen. How will these things be? The Holy Ghost is an influence. He's the one that causes it to be. Listen to me, church. I'm preaching uh, under the influence of the Spirit. It's not as hard as you think. It's not as difficult as you think, says God. It's actually easier than you think. For some of you, the power of God is here. Do you, do you sense the glory of God? Amen. Pray in the Spirit, everybody, just for a bit. Just for a bit. Let me catch my breath. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Pray in the Spirit. I want to hear your voices. Thank you, precious Holy Ghost. Woo, glory to God. Thank you, dear Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Glory to God. Oh, hallelujah. So, listen to this. It is not as difficult as you think. That's why you bring it under the influence of the Spirit. 
Say this with me. Say, I have the impressions of the Spirit. I want you to shout it out loud. Say, I have the impressions of the Spirit. Glory, hallelujah. All right, let me, let me, let me. Mark 9, 22 and verse 24. Put it on the screen, please. Go to verse 23, please. Look at what it says. Jesus said unto him, If you can believe, all things are possible to him that believe it. I'm sure that, I hope, by the way, that you are not getting tired of this text already. You know, listen to this. So, the reason why we are doing this nitty-gritty series, and I want you to, I want you to get it, I want, I want it to be in your heart. The reason why we are doing this nitty-gritty series is that every time you hear about possibilities or about something, it means that faith rises in the heart of people for that thing. And it means that the Spirit of God is present to make that thing a norm in people's lives. That's why you have different kinds of meetings. You have prayer meetings. Prayer meetings is that the Spirit of God is present in the meeting to help people to pray. Now, you know, when you pray, you prophesy. Okay. You have healing meetings. What does that mean? The Spirit of God is present to heal and to bless. You have finance meetings. What does that mean? It means that the Spirit of God is present, all right, to prosper the people financially. Now, you have possibilities meetings. See, possibility meetings is not finance meetings. You can have money and still not get things done. Oh, boy. You can have money and still be blocked with a mental impossibility kind of thinking. uh, You think, you think that money answers all things as in that sense. But a person can have money and still be blocked by an impossibilities thinking. No wonder some people have money, yet they cannot, they cannot even afford to buy themselves a good meal of 2K. Dr. Henry was telling me of someone, you know, who was, would be saving. I don't know this kind of saving. I'm saving for something to the point that I will starve myself breakfast, lunch, dinner. Is he a lie? Why? Because they want to save for something. So you can have money and not have possibilities mindedness. Listen, listen. Possibilities mindedness is not money mindedness. You can have money and still doors will not open for you. Forget that thing that they tell you that ah, money opens doors. Yes. But there are places that money cannot open the door. Like if you're standing in front of a loved one who needs to be healed and the doctors have given up. Okay, throw money at the situation and see whether the money will work. Possibilities minded. The power of God is here. Possibilities mindedness transcends money. It is how that the Holy Ghost comes into a situation. All right? And then causes things that are sometimes possibility mindedness goes even beyond the laws of nature. Okay, Jesus has money. He's in a place where it's a desert. So with all the money that we have, we can't find where to buy. So now things have to multiply. 
That's the only way out. But if you're driven by money-mindedness alone, you'll still be looking for where to buy when you're supposed to be multiplying. Because you have money. Your, your money is your God. You have money. So you, you, you understand what I'm saying? But you can be in a place now that you have all the money to buy whatever. You have the money. But right now, money is not what is talking. It's the supernatural that needs to move. Is somebody hearing what I'm saying? Jesus would, could have called money. He could have called the disciples say, guys, gather money. But the, the Bible says they were in a desert and there was no access to anything. The only thing they had available at that time was five loaves, two fish. Now we have to look to God to bring the impossible of the supernatural. I declare in the name of Jesus that many of you have entered places where even though, even though you have money, God's influence will go beyond what your money can achieve and give you supernatural results. And we say amen. Amen. Glory, hallelujah. And you give the Lord a shout of praise. So in Big Crazy Dreams 1, we talked about understanding the oneness of your Lord. And I, I liked it. The Lord our God is one God. One integral God. I liked it. I, li- I like to be able to wake up and be certain about the face of the God that I am seeing. Hmm? To know that my father does not wake up on the wrong side of the bed. Some of you have bad days. Some people's bad days are more than their good days. How sad. How sad. I mean, that, that is not you, Amen. I mean, you're always perpetually waking up on the wrong side of the bed. We need to change your bed. We need to, we need to change your bed. Something, we need, maybe we need to change your bed. How are you always waking up on the wrong side of the bed? How? We need to change your bed. <laughs> Do you understand what I'm saying? So, follow me, guys. We talked about the oneness of our Lord. And then we talked about the glory of God. How many of you were blessed by that conversation? Many times we have talked about, oh, the glory of God is here. The glory of God is here. The glory of God is here. Nobody knows what the glory is. We just know he's here. We just know the glory of God is here. And then many times, you know, because we, you know, because we are very used to provoking people's moods, people's feelings. When they say the glory of God is here, somebody's at the back pressing smoke machine. Oh, no, no, no. What are you talking about? Stick, I don't. What's wrong with all of you? What's wrong with all of you? What's wrong with all of you? You, you think I came here ready for you? What's wrong with all of you? What's wrong with all of you? Then, when you look at the picture, when you look at the picture, you see smoke. And then let it just be that somebody's hands are raised. And they are looking up. It's finished. <laughs> they are in the glory of God. Hmm? Now, you know, those things are lovely. I hope you know we're not speaking against them. But we're saying you've got to understand what the glory of God is so that you can use the glory of God in your life. And we showed you the four faces. And I want to show you something this morning. Let's read this, everybody together, out loud, want to go. Jesus said unto him, If thou canst believe, all things are possible to him that believe it. Read it again. One more time. Want to go? Jesus said, 
unto him, if you can believe, all things are possible to him that believe it. Now listen, listen. I, I, I want to take some time to just teach, okay? Finances is in this realm. Possibilities is in the supernatural realm. Listen. You use possibilities mindedness to bring down the supernatural. Then you use finances to pay. You understand? And the things that money can't do. Money is not everything. And then the things that money cannot do. Throw possibilities at it. So let's, let's go. Let's go. Let's go. It says, if you can believe, I want you to please, in your, in your mind, please underline that word believe. If you can believe, all things are possible to him that believe it. So look up at me, everybody. I want to ask you, because I'm going somewhere with this. I want to ask you, in your life right now, right now, as so we are talking, I can, almost, I, I can almost swear that things are not yet at the place where they are stinking. Because of me, listen to me. I can almost swear. Now, peradventure, that things are already at the place where it's thinking. There's still an answer. But I, everybody who is looking at me now, things are not as bad that is now smelling. Eh? Abi? Now I'm saying, see, look at me with, with just, just listen and let the Spirit of God bless you. Peradventure. That things have gotten to the point where it is thinking. God still has answer to that. You understand what I'm saying? Let's even assume. I'm almost certain. I, can't, I told you I can't swear. I'm almost certain that it has not gotten to that point. But peradventure it has even gotten to that point. God still has an answer. So that word believe is important. Now listen, I'm trying to help you realize. That no matter where you are in your life's journey, if you can believe, it is nitty-gritty for the rising. This will be the least you would ever be in your life. The you you are today will be the lowest you'd ever be in your life. I, 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 well, well I, I, think I, I think I have a mouth and I can prophesy. In the name of Jesus, the you I'm talking to today, some of you don't even love yourself enough to even, to even agree. <laughs> we'll be the lowest. Wherever you are today, where the word of God is meeting you, will be the least you would ever be. Because from this point on, the believing that you are fixing on God is carrying you to your next levels in life. Listen. It's not about getting a new certificate. It's about fixing the believing. You can get a certificate and have degree like more than a thermometer. If your believing is wrong, those degrees will use it to wrap bolly. You know, see when people are using their transcript to wrap bolly. <laughs> Transcripts. They are supposed to be using it to get job in our company. Somebody picked it on the floor. Your NYS certificate, not your own. That is a rap bully. Kai, I'm going somewhere with this. Now, let's go to 1 John. Let's go to John 11 and verse 40. John 11. 
and verse 40. All right, look at this. Sir. I want everybody to read it together. One to go. Jesus said unto her, read like you have life because you do. One to go. Jesus said unto her, said I not unto thee, that if thou canst believe, thou shouldest see the glory of God. Let's read it again one more time. Jesus said unto her, did I not say unto you, that if thou wouldest believe, thou shouldest see the glory of God. Can you give us something that doesn't have wooded, shooters? Wooded, wooded, shooded, shooded, shooded. Like, please give us something soft. Something all right. <laughs> Amen. All right, let's read together. One to go. Jesus said to her, I want you to read it with gusto. You have energy, right? Yes, sir. Let's read together. One to go. Jesus said to her, didn't I tell you that if you believed, you would see the glory of God. So the two things I shared yesterday, last week, is present here. Believe, glory of God. Believe, glory of God. Believe, glory of God. Believe, glory of God. I told you what the glory of God is. You do well not to forget. Because here now, we're going to do a back flip to see what Jesus is talking about in context. So let's go back small. Let's go to verse, go back, just go to verse, maybe 37 or something. Go to verse 38. Let's read together, everybody, want to go. Then Jesus, angry in himself again, came to the tomb. It was a cave. And a stone was lying against it. Verse 39. Remove the stone. Jesus said to Martha. The dead man's sister told him. Look at this. Look at this. Read this together. Everybody wants to go. Lord, he's already stinking. Alright. It's been what? Four days. So let's look at the conversation holistically. And then let's see whether any of your issues fall into this, these things. Amen. Number one is dead. Dead. Okay? The last time I checked, maybe your job is... You see, I'm telling you, from the beginning of this series, I started talking about the things that are clogs in the wheel from people's believing. I guess what I'm saying. All the things, many of the things that would stop you from believing are things you've known about yourself for a long time now. You understand? Oh, let me, let me not go ahead of myself. Number one, dead. Abi. Last time I checked, you are not dead. <laughs> you can't even die. We look to see the coming of our Lord. Agree. Amen? Amen. <laughs> How many of you are checking out soon? <laughs> so we agree. Let's agree. Amen? You see, these are points of prophetic interventions. Let's agree in the name of Jesus that there's no happening to happen that will cause you to be in an accident where you... No. None. 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 So, this man was already dead. Then Martha said, Baba, <laughs> see, listen, listen to me. I am not doing Sunday school class. This is piercing your soul. Hmm? Because many times people know the Sunday school men's message, but they don't know the power to make it work. Yeah. So they see themselves in the same situation. I know the story, I know the story. <laughs> oh. <laughs> It's not about knowing the story. 
It's about the story working anytime you want it to work. Hey. Okay, let's continue first. I'm getting ahead of myself because I'm getting excited. It says, the dead man's sister told him, Lord, he already stinks. It's been four days. Listen. So number one, that has happened, is that the man is dead. Number two, he's already stinking. Number three, he tells you that there's time between when the event happened and now. The longer a appeared, the longer the days, the more impossible it looks. That's why when doctors come, when a person's heart has stopped now, they can start resuscitation now. The longer it takes, the more impossible. If he enters two minutes, it starts getting more difficult. Three minutes. Start get, is it not? Five minutes. It starts getting more difficult. Then one hour. It starts getting more difficult. That's why any resuscitation thing probably doesn't last more than 20 minutes or maybe 30 minutes, right? Because the longer it stays, the more difficult it gets. Then you now talk about four days. Then you now talk about four weeks. Then you now talk about four months. That's what is playing out in many people's experience in life. The longer you have stayed without church being full, the more you think church will not be full. The longer you have stayed sick, the more you are thinking you will stay sick. The longer you have stayed without having resources, the more it looks impossible. So look at what many believers do. I hope, oh, I hope. So they are, they are waking up to life every day with a hope that is not founded in the finished work of Jesus. It's not a confident assurance. See, eh? <laughs> if, you like, if, if you like miss in this service, you are on your own. I guess what I'm saying. So listen to me, guys. It is a hope, like a, a predisposition to, well, we hope it works. We hope church gets full. Church, hope church gets full. As surely as Lazarus was raised from the dead. Doesn't matter how long the distance is. These are the things that begin to interfere with people's believing. The longer the situation has been. Let's assume now I'm talking to you. It's been eight months since Sakpa has been sacrificed your head. Then I come and tell you. God has a plan f- to change situations for you. You know, you'll be saying, ah, P.O.D. You heard this before. I pray in the name of Jesus that no matter how long you've lived in a condition, that you still have faith to believe God. Amen. It's a very strong prayer I just made. That you still have faith to believe God. Amen. A woman had been bent for 18 years. She heard of service, she still came. What made her come to service? If it's some people, ah, oh, I beg you. This is what we've been hearing all this while. It keeps to change. This year is your year. I saw, I saw a status. They say, these are what looking at all the pastors. <laughs> 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 it's one month to go. I'm still looking at this, how this year was supposed to be my year. She didn't say, well, at some point, you know, Maybe I should stop. I pray for you again. That at no point will life hit you so hard that you can't believe God. Ah, it's a very sincere prayer I'm praying for you. That no matter how weak you you seem to be, no matter how broken you seem to be, no matter how downcast you seem to be, no matter how whatever you seem to be, that at no point 
will you not have the faith to believe God? So, four days, this is what Jesus is explaining. Four days, stinking, he's already dead, and all of that. Okay? The situation, just, just, just pay attention. Don't be distracted. You're here already. Amen? Let the rain do its thing. You do your thing. Just listen. Praise God. Okay? So, it's already bad. Alright? It's been what? Four days. She's telling you her reason why this thing cannot work. The longer it takes, the more impossible it looks. Some of you right now, the only impossibility that you are sitting with now is the impossibility you've not been exposed to. This, you understand what I'm saying? In other words, if you expose you to a possibility, then you know it's, it's, it's available for you. The reason why it looks like it's not possible is because you've not been exposed to it. That's where the power of God comes in. Next verse. Turn, please. Let's read together, everybody. Want to go? Jesus said to her, Didn't I tell you that if you believe, you will see the glory of God? In other words, with your believing, you can act on the impossible and cause it to turn around. So look at the connection, please. I want you to follow this. Look at the connection, please, between your believing and the release of the glory of God because I'm going somewhere with this. And by the Spirit of God, I've been telling you that your problem is not money. Your problem is believing that the glory of God flows through you, works through you. Hallelujah. Look at the connection. Next verse. Let's look at the next verse. Next verse, please. So what? Let's read together. Everybody want to go? So they what? They removed the stone. Then Jesus raised his eyes and said, Father, I thank you because that you heard me. Yes, next verse. And I know that you always what? Hear me. But because of the crowd standing here, I say this so that they may what? Believe that you what? Sent me. Next verse. And after he said already this, he shouted with a loud voice, Lazarus, come out. And what happened? Lazarus came out. So at the end of the day, in the presence of believing and glory, four days could not hinder the miracle. Listen, and that's what I was trying to tell you, that you have the two installed already. You have believing. Can you believe? All right? Can you believe? Okay. Then the next one is, do you have the glory of God? So which face did Jesus use here? Which face did he use here? Talk to me. It's not a trick question. You know the four faces. Which face did he use here? Mm-hmm. Yes. There are two. Because you can use two. Compassion, of course. You have to use compassion. Amen. And then lion face. Throw money at this thing. It won't work. See, brother. Take $80 million and throw it at the grave of Lazarus. It won't come out. You think your problem is only money. Release glory. So here you see the face that Jesus used. Number one, compassion. Number two, that's the face of a man. Number two, the face of a lion. He took dominion and authority over the circumstance and changed it. Now I came to tell you that you already have pre-installed the glory of God in your life. So let's look at those four faces again. The face of a man. The face of a man, I don't want you to miss this because it's important. 
the face of the man has to do, hear this, has to do with the soul of the man, redeemed, okay, redeemed, and then compassion installed. You see, the first two I said is the most important. Compassion is not. Because a man may not have his soul redeemed and have compassion. You know, uh, you've not met compassionate people that, that are not saved. Mm-hmm. Now, here's the other part of the face of a man that I'm, that I'm going to mention today. It is the part where it deals with not just compassion, but it deals with compassion as regards to building relationships. Let me tell you, the circular world, eh, you must lose one. You can't have all four. After all, Bill, the Bill, you know, he's a dollar Bill. Bill that he has a gate. Hmm? Has finally gotten all the money. Why will you people divorce? Why must you divorce? How can you divorce? <laughs> Somebody is sitting in her house with her husband. They are drinking Gary. I say, I love you forever. I don't say, I love you forever. We will love ourselves. Then all of a sudden, maybe we say, build together, build together. We rise together. You know, I did not just come to a ready-made home. Is that not what your ladies, you know, used to brag? I didn't come to a, a ready-made home. I, I came with my shovel and <laughs> I came, I came, I came, I built with you. We suffered together. Abby, we suffered together. We did everything together. We expect that now that we are both now billionaires in dollars, we should stay together. But that's not what this, that's the absence of the glory of God. Huh? They can never stay together. Something must miss. But when you enter Shalom, nothing missing, nothing broken, nothing lacking. Let me tell you, in, in the natural, outside of the glory, eh? something must miss. Something must miss. It's either they have themselves and then their children are off. You understand? Their children are off. I heard the story of, of a very sad story. A, a, a young boy, 24, that they, they had put, put a lot of money into, pumped a lot of money into, was doing drugs, doing drugs. They pushed him to Canada. And then he jumped off a seven-story building to his death. Hmm? Something was always miss. But you see, listen, I'm, I'm, I'm installing something in you today. You must have the picture that did not come from your environment. Nothing must miss. <laughs> yeah. Hey, nothing must be missing. You don't have to have a deficient child. You don't have a de- you, don't, I, I guess you don't have to have a deficient marriage. You know, you, they say you have to sacrifice one for the other. You can't have everything. You can have everything. You can have everything that you say you have. You can have everything. You can have joy, you can have peace, you can have good children. Humble children that listen to you understand very obedient children, very humble children, very loyal children, and then you have bar. Just think about it now. Just got Jesse. Ten years from now, she has the ballerina. She has a very beautiful, handsome husband. She has very lovely, lovely kids. And guess what? You know, society tells you you can't have all of these things and be dedicated and serve God. Ah, lies. Lies are not good. Ah, if you're going to pursue business, well, you have to leave church. The devil is a liar. 
Did you not read in Ezekiel 47 that the water that was responsible for the healing of the nations was flowing out of the temple? If you like, don't sit down and get planted somewhere. In, in, it's already happening, but let me prophesy it again. It's already happening, but let me prophesy it again. In the coming days, the people who will be ruling stuff are church boys and church girls. So this thing of, I don't want to belong. I don't, that. I don't want them to know. Ah, <laughs> ah, you'll be deceiving yourself. Do you understand? Because church boys, they would have gotten drunk on, in the Holy Ghost on Monday morning. Then they'll come out in heels. And as they're walking, they're full of power. Their makeup is right. I get what I'm saying. Lipstick, lip gloss, everything that they need. You understand? But when they come out, as they hold you, power will enter your body. What, what happened? This is what we're talking about. Praying the Holy Ghost under your breath. This is what we're talking about. This is what we're talking about. This is what we're talking about. Glory to God. Look up at me, everybody. Thank you, dear Lord Jesus. Let me... All right. Ah, oh, thank God I see how time. Amen. Are you hearing what I'm saying? So you're full of the Holy Ghost. All of you, all these people, and they're not here in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. All these people who say, well, you know, we can't have all four. You have to have one, and then you miss out on the rest. So you mean that God did not take into consideration everything that you would need to become a multi-million dollar CEO and still be faithful in church? Dr. Paul Enetje was saying recently, hmm? and I agree, all right? He was saying recently, he said the picture that have been painted to church people, that the only people who can play drums in church are irresponsible young boys who do not have any wife, who do not have any responsibility, no children, no nothing. They are the only ones who play drums in church. How did you get to that point? See, let me tell you, you have to be questioning things in the light of scripture. Consistently for the rest of your life. He now said, the days are coming, and I agree. Hey, glory to God. The days are coming when CBN governors will be our drummer. Listen, because some of you think God cannot raise you and you still be humble. And you still take instructions. And you still listen. And you still come and play drums and play skillfully. David was already king. He was already in the palace. And he was still playing harp. Yes. Yes. This thing that makes you feel like it's, you understand? You understand? The days are coming. State governors will be drummers in churches. I say the days are coming. Some of you might not be able to see it right now. But the days are coming. There will be responsible men, responsible husbands. In, when you, to meet them on Monday morning, you have to fill forms. But on Sunday, there are church workers giving their best skills to God. This look down, way people have looked down on church, is changing. No? It's already changing before your eyes. Glory, hallelujah. You have fixed yourself into what God is doing. So say this with me. Say, I believe. I believe. Hey, church, I want you to shout it out loud. Say, I believe. I believe. And I see the glory of God. Say it again. Say, I believe. I believe. And I see the glory of God. I see the glory. Say it one more time. Say, I believe. I believe. 
and I see the glory of God. So you are a walking glory of God. You're a walking glory of God. Every time you go out there and win souls, you're walking in the glory. Show compassion. You're walking in the glory. And then when you build healthy relationships, you are exhibiting glory nature. You're exhibiting glory matter. Glory is not light. Glory is not sound. That's why without light, some people cannot worship. <laughs> because you have to feel it here. Here. You see this place. You have to feel it. The hair behind your head has to rise. Say, I live in the glory of God. Say, I can believe. And I am seeing the glory of God. Look at what Jesus was referring to. He was referring to a very terrible situation. Four days dead, buried, stinking. It's been four days, yet glory acted on it because somebody could believe. I dare you. How bad is the circumstance? Your believing starts your new day. Hmm? Four days dead. The believing day is the fifth day. First, first start, fresh start. The day you start believing, a new day has started. You can end any cycle in your life by simply believing. Cycle of failure, cycle of depression, cycle of frustration, cycle of backwardness, cycle of whatever. You know other cycles just by believing God. To believe, to see the glory of God acting on impossible. Okay, let me ask you a question. Hey, hey, hey. Look up at me, everybody. Somebody's dead four days now. Hmm? He's on the floor. Just imagine in your mind. Okay, come and smile at him. He wake up now. Just smile at him. Spray perfume on him. Okay, drop dollars. I ask somebody because somebody wad. Just say wad. Ah, wad. That guy they wadded. Okay, drop some dollars, queen. Jobs just drop like a billion dollars. He's, he's going to move. I mean, I mean, it's not money. Money answers all things, isn't it? Money can raise the dead for this. I'm trying to show you. That there are things that you've been built to solve that money can't solve. As in the wiring, you came ready to solve. Okay, look at this. Take Jesus out of the equation. You know Lazarus will still be dead. The reason why Lazarus came back to life was that Jesus had the wiring to solve the problem. Last time I checked, was he not as he is? So are you in this world. You have the wire. Okay, let me ask you a question. Does this problem look like a complex problem or not? Four days dead. It's not complex. Brain is already probably turning into water. Body is already swelling. You know? And stuff like that. It looks, it looks complex. But yet a person's believing. I'm showing you how bad it can get that your believing can bring it back to good and then grow from there. Say, I believe, I believe, and I see the glory of God. Glory. Say it again. Say, I believe, I believe, and I see the glory of God. So I want to ask you, look up at me, please, everybody. And I hope that this, this teaching is entering your soul. How bad has it gotten? The glory of God can still act on it. So put on your, your man face. Put on your lion face. 
You know, look at, let's read this together. Want to go, everybody want to go. After he said this, want, want to go, after he what? Said this, he shouted with a loud, that's what lions do, they roar. He shouted with a loud voice. Put on his lion face. Are you getting what I'm saying? That's the glory of God. So when they see you, you have the face of the man fixed. You have the face of the lion fixed. You have the face of ox fixed. Let me tell you, let me tell you, let me tell you. Don't try, don't try to say you are full of glory, no money. You'll be angry. Plenty of things will be getting you angry. Do you understand what I'm saying? You'll be angry for nothing. Do you understand what I'm saying? So let there be. And I'm not just talking about money. I'm talking about productivity. That this world will feed on your ingenuity. I get what I'm saying. Don't say there's nothing to me. I cannot bring forth anything. What? What? Let there be innovations in your office from you. Oh, this process was like this when I came. Then I acted on it with ox and you know with ox mentality, productivity and enterprise mentality, and I brought it to another level. Now you know you work in a bank. Everybody stands on the queue. Too long, too long, too long. We cannot solve something until after six months, until after eight months. I remember during our wedding, we had paid for hotel for our guests, right? And then the money did not enter. So. We drove all the way from the island, from Lekki to Okota, here. I said, babe, <laughs> this money has to come out today. <laughs> and so when we entered, right, I said, ah, please, ah, let me say it, the, the pastor version, amen? <laughs> so I said, please, we will need the money. They say, ah, that we should fill form. Then after we filled form, they say it will take six months. Six months, 170 something K. Six months. I say, no, ma. <laughs> this is how I said it. I said, no, ma. It will happen today. And as the Lord lives, it happened today. Yes, ma. Yes, ma. You know, sometimes some of you is, is you know, let's, eh? let's, not, let's not ruffle feather. With feather, are we not ruffle? Please bring, please bring the money today. You say, well, you have to wait. You have to wait for see. Even my, even my, even my grandfather, you know, I had to pay with my money. I say, <laughs> give me my money. So you are in that space now. That things take six months. Let me ask you a question: Is somebody being blessed by what I'm saying? Yes, sir. I'm not talking to myself, am I? All the systems that are not working in this country, you know they are human-driven. Hmm? If we just have more people who have ox mentality, just bring solutions. Make sure that all the roads have zebra crossing. You are functioning in the glory of God. Make sure that... Oh, is somebody hearing what I'm saying? Make sure that people understand how to use zebra crossing. Because many times you want your... your you, many of you hope that your boss is your pastor. No, your boss is your boss. He might even be a herbalist. Hey, is somebody hearing what I'm saying? See, eh, some of you go to work, to go and work, and you're looking at how many girls your boss is carrying. Is that what they sent you to go and look at? 
Is that what they sent you to go and look at? That's not what they sent you to do. Take the kingdom there. Many of you would rather turn your office to your church. Ah, his office. Take the kingdom there. How many of you have, have realized that Nebuchadnezzar, let me tell you the character of Nebuchadnezzar. He killed people for a living. He was not, he was a fierce individual, killing people for a living. Okay, he dreamt a dream that he wants you to interpret. And if you cannot interpret it, you are dead. Tell me the dream and tell me the interpretation of the dream. And if you can't do it, you and your family, you are gone. How toxic can a boss be? You say, a toxicity, toxicity, toxicity. This one is he's killing you for breakfast. Yeah, that, that my boss is too toxic. That's why I left. Toxic. Have they told you they will feed you to the lions? Yeah, Daniel had a relationship with Nebuchadnezzar. And it was a non-toxic relationship. Because he brought the glory of God inside. He said, he said, wait, wait, wait. Don't kill them. Don't kill them. Because if you demonstrate this glory, people will benefit. Oh. If Daniel did not show up in glory, in his glory, uh, a lot of people would have been saying, R.I.P. R.I.P. Just man in the office. Because, because boss is angry. Think about that boss. None of you have worked for that kind of boss. He's angry as he enters. Hello, is somebody being blessed? Your boss is angry as he enters. He comes with a G-clock. <laughs> Jenny, I don't like your face. Boom. I don't like your face. Boom. You, why didn't you submit the file in the morning? Boom. Replace them. Bring me new people. None of you have worked for those kind of bosses. That is exactly where Daniel was working. Yet, only him had a relationship with the king that was non-toxic because he was bringing out glory. And then other people enjoyed from from the from the from the stuff. Is somebody being blessed? Yes, sir. You, you only want Christian bosses. Is he a Christian? Where is he from? That's your question. Where is he from? Oh, is he bo? Ah, nice one. Nice one. Nice. Ah, this this office time is going to be very nice. Is he a Christian? Is he a Christian? Pentecostal. Ah, my guy. We're gonna have a blast in this office. Okay, what if he was Hindu? And he bows to what um, cows or or Harish Hare Krishna or any of what what so what? The next morning you resign. You are packing out of streets that witches should be packing out for you. Why? Because you're not living in the glory of God. Oh, a new boss has come. Who is he? He's ah time to demonstrate action. Activated glory mode. Poof. All right. Sign number one. Ah, where's my file? Where's my file? Where's my file? Oh, you don't know where it is. Oh, okay, I can get it for you. Precious Holy Spirit, where is this file? In two minutes. Here's your file, sir. Do some wonders he has never seen in his life. And let me ask you, who are you? I represent the most high. It's not magic I'm doing. It's the most high that I represent. You see, that kind of conversation sometimes needs to be installed in people's consciousness. Because you're supposed to be taking the glory of God to places that are without glory. If all of us work in Christian organizations, who will win the lost? Who will win the lost? Hmm? If all of us have Christian bosses, who will meet 
the one who is not saved. I guess what I'm saying? And bring him to Christ. If all of us only want to... <laughs> you get the point, right? We are taking the glory of God into spaces that are without God. So your boss is a herbalist. Right? In fact, you know, if you work in government offices, you will see something. <laughs> you will see something. They fear themselves more than anything else. Say, I will not sit on this seat. Somebody comes to resume a new promotion. He sits there and dies. Hmm? As soon as he takes his chair, he say, hey, Chineke, I did not know that you people are like this. So I'm out. No, I'm not out. And it's not a test of power. Effortlessly, I silence devils. Effortlessly, I put them to flight. The next thing we are hearing is that he has resigned for my sake. I get what I'm saying. Imagine we tell our children this before they enter university. And then a prof says, I must sleep with you. You die. <laughs> it will truly be over your dead body. Truly. <laughs> because all I need to do is activate glory mode. I say, Lord, I don't say you should kill him. But I need to graduate. You understand the memo. <laughs> do whatever you need to do. I just need to graduate. Brothers and sisters, you are glory beings. And we say amen. amen. So I want to leave you. Okay, yeah, stay have some time. I want to leave you on this note this morning. Church, look up at me. How bad is the circumstance? Honestly, this is a practical. I'm trying to have a practical conversation with you. How bad has it gotten? Is it four days long? Is it stinking? Huh? Can you put some glory on it? Can you put some believing on it? You've not had money for eight months now. Why am I saying eight months? Maybe that's somebody's story. No money. Things have not changed. Let's agree in the name of Jesus that the next 31 days will be 31 days of glory. Amen. Let me sit down and say this one. Go and ask people whose lives changed. They actually changed in remarkable ways. No, I'm serious. Go and find out people whose lives changed. Ask them, how did it start? Hmm? Ask them. Just ask them, how did it start? Some of them, in two weeks, the things had remarkably transformed. Let's, let's look at the flip side. Not that I trade in fear. You know I don't trade in fear. A person finds out today that they have colon cancer and they have the next four months and in four months, a person's life can re remarkably degenerate to the point that four months later, you see them and you can't recognize them anymore. That's what the fall can do. The glory is greater than what the fall could do. Overnight, something can turn around. Overnight, you can wake up tomorrow, 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 and have the kind of breakthrough you've never had in your life. If you can believe. Say this with me. I am not coping. Say it again. Say the gospel is not my coping mechanism. I have the gospel so that I can thrive with it. 
the name of Jesus, I am thriving with the gospel. I am flourishing with the gospel. Glory, hallelujah. I need to write down a few things and then we'll be out. 98% of the things you will have or see in your life will happen by the supernatural. I didn't want to say 100%, so I'll give you room. <laughs> I'll give you like 2% room. <laughs> Glory to God. 98% of the things that you will have or see in your life will happen by the supernatural. I didn't say it will happen by money. Will happen by the supernatural. Listen, I didn't say it will happen by money. Even money itself responds to the supernatural. A supernatural God, write this down. This is very important. I want you to underline it if you can. A supernatural God gave you a supernatural birth so that you can live a supernatural life. A supernatural God gave you a supernatural birth. So that you can live a supernatural life. Number three. Use your believing to act on impossible things. Use your believing to act on impossible things. Now that you know what glory means. Use it. Demonstrate the glory of God. Use your believing to act on impossible things. So let's do this. I'm trying to make this as practical as possible. The Lord said to tell you, get a list of impossible things and use your believing to act on them. Let's agree in the name of Jesus that the next 12 months will be wild. Amen. Hear me, hear me, hear me, hear me. I announce in the name of Jesus. That by the time I see you in December 2024, your life would have remarkable, remarkably turned around. Amen. Let God give you things that will take 24 years. Let him give it to you in one year. Amen. Let it be a constellation of time. A supernatural compression of time. Look at me everybody. The power of God is here. We all have projections. True or false? Where you ought to be by the time you are. Where you ought to be by the time you are. Where you ought to be by the time you are, right? Let the spirit of God compress that where you ought to be. Amen? And cause it to happen quicker and faster. In the name of Jesus. Do you agree with me? How many of you believe that that's your testimony? Amen? Amen? That's your life in the name of Jesus. We see mommy in, in 2024. We can't recognize the change. That God has brought into our life. Amen. What I see is real money woman. Real money woman. Let me tell you. If I'm speaking money over you. Eh, if I'm speaking money over you. It's because that's the will of God for your life. How many of you remember this scripture? Are you being blessed? Yes, sir. Are you sure? Yes. Paul praying said. My God shall supply all your needs. He didn't say some. He didn't say most. He didn't say a few. He didn't say some of them. He says my God. Shall supply what? All your needs. So there is a place a, a, believe can, a believer can live in where all their needs are supplied. Is that a possibility? Oh, is that a possibility? Wait, you know Paul was the grace, you know, depth of truth 
the one who said, I determined to know nothing amongst you except Christ and him crucified. He's the one praying like, you know that you can know a person's spirituality by their prayer. You know, if you meet me, I know I'm bringing, they say, die, 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 die. You just know I'm a, you just, I'm, a baby is even higher than me. I'm in Nepios. That's die, 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 die by fire, die by. If you're in my father's house, die by fire. Then you now make it worse. You go and carry sand. You say land deliverance. I, when I hear these things, I say, what did the land do to you people? Land deliverance, smoke deliverance. You go and carry padlock and key with oil, oil. You just know that that person is a babe. But Paul is not a babe. Yet he says, my God shall supply all your needs. Emphasis on all. So there is a place a believer can be where they have no needs. All met. Let that be 2024. As you are hearing this message, let that be the story of your life. As you enter into the new year. No needs. Because they are all met. See, see, you look around and then you know that your needs have been met. I'm not talking about the one way you have to fate it, you know, my needs are met by faith. No, I'm talking about, yes, they've been met by faith and then you are living in the experience of your needs being met. Do we agree? Yes, sir. That's something to throw your believing to. So, if I were you, I will write a list of all the things that I need and say, Lord, I believe that you have met them. I believe that you have met them. Is somebody being blessed? Uh-huh. I'll show you two more scriptures, can I? Let's just do one. Mark 11. Go there, please. I hope this thing stays with you, what you just saw. If you believe, you will see the glory of God. Let's close on Mark 11. Let's, let's do that very quickly. Mark 11. Go to verse 22. Let's read together, everybody. Want to go? And Jesus answering said unto them, Have faith in God. Another rendering of this is, Have the God kind of faith. Have the faith of God. All right? Next verse. All right? Let's read together. Everybody want to go? For verily I say unto you, that whosoever, say whosoever. whosoever. Say whosoever. whosoever. Are you a whosoever? Yes, Are you a whosoever? Okay. Whosoever shall say what? Unto what? This mountain be what? Be thou removed and be what? And be thou cast into the sea and shall not doubt in his heart, but shall what? Believe those things which he has said shall come to pass he shall have whatsoever he said so there is a whosoever and there is a whatsoever and then he says a mountain now imagine a mountain was in this room if you take up the mountain will you will it be obvious that there's a mountain that has been missing it'll be pretty obvious right now imagine the mountain is cast into the sea you know, the sea has the depth to swallow a mountain in such a way that you even know that it swallowed it. Yeah. So you will not see the mountain anymore. 
What God is saying is that by your believing, you can so reverse a circumstance that it gets drowned and swallowed to the point that it doesn't look like he ever existed. When people look at your life and they try to place it with where they know you to be yesterday, let me tell you, everybody under the sound of my voice now has equal opportunity because you're hearing the same thing. What you make out of it now is up to your believing. You can take a negative situation and so drown it that nobody can trace it to you as per it was never part of your history. It is so gone and forgotten. That's what Mount, look at, and, and the Bible says, with your faith, you can do that. With your believing, you can take an obvious situation and bury it in the sea to the point that somebody is looking at that circumstance and they are looking at you and they can't, they can't, they can't connect the two. Like, for example, somebody went to the doctor, received a medical report, and then used their faith, acted on it, and now has gone another report, and now they've come back with the results. And now the doctors are seeing two reports. And they're saying, ah, this one was very bad. This one, there's no connection between you. That's your story as you, as you close out this year. That's your story. Amen. Amen. Your believing is nitty-gritty to your receiving from God. So the question I want to ask you is, how bad has it been? Is it four days gone? Is it stinking? Is it really bad? Your believing can still act on it. Glory to God. Say, I can't believe. And I am seeing the glory of God. Glory, hallelujah. Say it again. Say, I can't believe. And I am seeing the glory of God. So we agree, amen. You know, I'm trying to make this a master. We agree, amen. That you see results by the end of this year. Amen. Amen. When you are acting in faith, put a time to it. Lord, in the name of Jesus, some of you are not exact. You are just talking. There are many white cars. Which one do you want? Are you on something? Some of you don't know what you want. You just know, I want something good. I want something. What do you want? Amen? Specifics. I want a white car. That can do this. And then you know God is able to do exceeding abundantly. So give him something base to work with. Then let him surpass it. Lord, you can give me a 2020. What I am asking for is 2015. Like this. And you can surpass it. What I am trusting you for. Is to have pristine health. Where I am not that I am avoiding the doctor. I do checkups and I am healthy. Then you can surpass it. Give me things that I didn't even think I needed. Say amen. amen. Is somebody hearing what I'm saying? Glory to God. Glory to God. God has given us the utterance of the mighty. In the name of the Lord Jesus. Thank you for engaging with us in this episode. We trust that your life has been beautified. If you'd like to share what Jesus is doing in your life with this ministry, please write to us at hello at blueprintstories.org. You can visit our website at www.blueprintstories.org. You can also follow us on Facebook at The Blueprint Church and on Instagram at The Blueprint Church. Share.